Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Australia, like many other countries, is starting to ease their COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, joining us on the line right now, Jason Dacey, the founder of Cockatoo Media in Brisbane. Uh, Jason, good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, what's it like now? Are people out and about and moving freely again? Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Neil. Good morning to all the uh, Money FM listeners on weekend mornings. Yes, the, the short answer is yes. It's getting back to normal very gradually here. I'm actually at an inner city market, West End Market in Brisbane, and it's a lovely sunny day. People are out and about, and there are a couple of signs up warning people about social distancing, but there's a good crowd. People are getting their coffees, having their breakfast, buying their veggies. So there is a feeling that things are going back to normal. I, I drove through the streets of Brisbane getting here, and people are out again in cafes. They've relaxed the restriction on people going to restaurants and cafes. They can have 10 at one time starting today in Queensland and some of the other states across Australia. So we are starting to get back to normal here, and we are hoping that we'll continue. We're stuck on 98 cases of, of death because of COVID-19, and it's been like that for a couple of weeks. So it's a, it's a brighter picture here. We had a few cases, uh, just more than a dozen cases in Victoria over the last couple of days at a Meatworks and at McDonald's. But apart from that, it's, uh, I think Australia's handling the situation pretty well. Well, that's great to hear because I would say you're about two or three weeks roughly ahead of us uh, as you're coming out of that first wave. I did read that there was a Queensland nursing home in uh, Rockhampton, a few cases there, which is just a reminder, isn't it, Jason, that there's always the threat of that second wave. So as you come out, as you ease out of, of the first wave of lockdown, is there still a slight sense of trepidation? Are there still certain social distancing measures in place around town? Definitely, yes. Uh, in fact, the local Indian restaurant where I live in, in the suburb of Morningside in Brisbane called Curryville, extremely popular, and they are opening uh, to customers to sit down, and they're a bit worried. But So they've actually put markings on the floor. They're going to do two seatings, one at 5.30, one at 7.30, 10 customers only. And they actually told me it's not really worth their while serving that to customers, but they want to do their bit about you know trying to get people out and about again. And this morning, I, I drove down to the Gold Coast. I went down for a swim at Main Beach at, at Southport, and I was taking a couple of photographs, and there was a group of people sitting on the grass drinking coffee. I took a picture of them, and the guy looked at me and said, what are you doing that for? What have we done? So <laughs> everyone is a bit on edge. But, you know, I said, look, I'm just taking pictures to show my friends from overseas. Uh, so it is more relaxed. There was a kind of a weird period there for, you know, maybe a month ago where people were really kind of tense and on edge. Mm. So it's starting to relax, but not totally. Yeah, if you took random pictures of me and my wife at the beach, I would question you as well. <laughs> just, just walking up to random strangers and taking photographs. No, that, that's great. No, it's great that they're easing out of the, as I say, the first wave of measures. But looking ahead, the sporting scene is starting to change as well, right? Definitely. You know, and, and, you know, me being an Aussie and you've lived here, uh, Neil, and Glenn's travelled here quite extensively, we know how sport-obsessed Australians are. They have no major football code in, in the football season. You know, for the last couple of months, has been very, very tough for Aussies who haven't had a lot to do with uh, you know, other than being at home. So the National Rugby League will begin on May the 28th, which is very, very soon. They'll go back to training on May the 18th. And the AFL, the Australian Football League, the Aussie rules, will begin on June the 11th. And to do this, it's taken a major logistical challenge. For example, the New Zealand Warriors, who play in the NRL, flying from New Zealand, they've, been, they've set up camp in a town called Tamworth, which is the country music capital of Australia in New South Wales. 
not too far from the outback. They've been there for the last couple of weeks, quarantine, quarantine. And the uh, South Australian and Western Australian teams in the AFL will be based on the Gold Coast. So, that, so there won't be the need to travel every week because I mean, the skies here are very, very quiet when it comes to air travel. Yeah, Jason, it'll be interesting to see how many countries are starting to reopen their sports. Of course, we've seen baseball in Taiwan and we've seen uh, uh, football in uh, in Korea Korea as well. So they're starting to do it, albeit generally not with... uh, any or with a small crowd uh, in in attendance. But uh, some of the uh, other issues that have been surfacing in Australia has been uh, in terms of the media industry there. And we've seen two major um, media organizations closing up shop. Uh, tell us what's been going on with that and what the impact is likely to be. Yes, the most recent one is BuzzFeed. Uh, the BuzzFeed news service here in Australia will be closed down. And this is a you know, kind of an edgy, uh, punching above its weight kind of outfit. There's only a few journalists affected there, but the news operations in both Australia and the UK will be closed down. But a lot more significantly, Australian Associated Press, AAP, which is the Australian version of the Associated Press, which a lot of your listeners uh, heard of, will be closing down next month. With the loss of 500 jobs, 180 journalists, this has been going for 85 years, and believe it or not, this is where I cut my teeth. Uh, as a young journalist, as a teenager, many, many years ago. So many really good journalists uh, around Australia have, have worked there. So not to have a major news wire service in Australia is absolutely stunning. And it's stunning because you're hitting both ends of the spectrum, aren't you? You've got the traditional, long-established, very well-respected AAP, Jason Dacey aside, and, uh, and, uh, and, and BuzzFeed, of course, which targeted the younger generation. So you're looking at two very distinct ends of the media spectrum, almost falling away, almost at the same time. So what is the general mood within the media industry in, the single, uh, in Australia at the moment? Well, the mood is pretty uh, depressed, as, as you could imagine. You know, AAP has been such a flagship for information, you know, all sorts of information, you know, little obscure sports stories that I used to report on, you know, all those years ago, but also, you know, state stories, regional stories, uh, council stories. That won't be done anymore. Of course, uh, News Limited or News Corp is saying they're going to be starting a, a similar service, but, you know, how, how impartial will they be? You know, uh, we know News Corp is a, is a fairly right-wing media. The thing about AAP, even though it was partly owned by News Corp and Nine and a couple of other media groups, it was impartial. And here's an example. I've been doing some freelance work uh, at uh, ABC News, the, the website here in Brisbane, and already the ABC website has taken on a couple of AAP journalists. And I was working with one last week who's uh, 26 years of age. He's been in the, the business just a few years. And I said, he said, I don't, I don't know whether this is the right industry because I can't see much future in it. Mm. And I said, if you were leaving uni now, would you still go into it? And he goes, yeah, probably I would, but I can't see a really good path forward. So if you're that age and you're trying to get a media career, it's very, very uncertain here in Australia. We're on with Jason Dacey, of course, the founder of Cockatoo Media and the former host of this show. And Jason, now that you've been back in Australia for, uh, gosh, it's coming up nearly on a year, uh, about 11 months or so, um, what does the the return back to Australia look like for you uh, and your family? I know you were excited to get back, and yet in some ways after so many years in Singapore, uh, uh, sad to leave it here. What does it look like for you? Well, for me, I'm, I'm happy to, to come here because I'm at a different stage in my life. You know, I'm at kind of the sunset period of my career. I've had a, so many good years in Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong, the U.S., U.K. So coming back here to Australia has been such a great thing for us on a family and social level. I mean, today to drive down 
to the Gold Coast, you know, getting on in the car before 6 a.m., being in the surf before 7, it's something you can't do in, in many countries. But I am concerned about the job situation. Uh, you know, Prime Minister Scott Morrison, the Aussie Prime Minister last week, came out with the Treasurer and they were talking about the job situation. You know, the unemployment rate went up to 6.2%, and that's even with 4 million people in a scheme called JobKeeper, where the government is putting paying companies to hold on to their employees. Mm. So the real figure is probably well above 10%. So I'm concerned about the future for employment, not so much for myself, because I've already had my career, but for my daughter and, you know, for my my nephew and, and some of the other relatives that I have about what kind of path they will have in Australia. And just finally for me, Jason, similar to Singapore, we know that the Australian economy is so closely tied to the property market, isn't it, uh, in Australia? It's a real home ownership obsessed country like Singapore in many ways. And of course, the property market is not doing too well at the moment either, which of course has knock-on effects for the media industry, a lack of property listings, a lack of advertising. So that You've got to keep an eye on that property scene in Australia as well. And I'm reading that the forecasts there are not great either. Definitely, Neil. You know, one of the big jobs I'm doing is, is working for Property TV and hosting a show called Property Line, which deals with real estate. And we've been doing a lot of things on the Australian property market. And just over the last few days, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia gave its forecast about property prices and predicted that they could fall as much as 30%, even more because of the... Uh, look, look at immigration. Th- example, hang on, you know, sorry, Jason. used to buy property. You said 30%? Yes, 32%. That was the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. So that could be the worst-case scenario. So just think about it. We're not getting, you know, the work from China now. A lot of people will be losing their jobs, even though now it's kind of artificially covered with the job keeper and the job seeker, which are two different schemes. The government's pumping in billions of dollars. But by the end of this year... That will run out, and a lot of people will be looking at the wall and not have jobs. So that affects the property market. And we may see people moving from the likes of Sydney and Melbourne to cheaper cities, whether it's Geelong, where you used to live, Neil, or Adelaide, or regional centres. That could happen because it is very expensive, as a lot of your uh, Singapore listeners would know, in Sydney and Melbourne particularly. So this whole COVID-19 thing has given people a chance to reassess their lives and it may be because of necessity, because of the problems they're having with their bank balance. Yeah, just very briefly, because I think a lot of our listeners have just dropped their coffee everywhere. Australia's a very popular destination, not only for tourism in Singapore, but for, let's be honest, property investment as well. So I just want to clarify, that 32%, that's a nationwide figure, or is that a state figure? No, that was a nationwide figure. That would, you know, That's the worst case scenario. We've heard lesser estimates too, of around you know, 10 and 12%. Um, but it's, sure. it's all guesswork. We, we just don't know when our economy will be going back to normal. I think we'll see more people in the coming week going back to work gradually. I mean, look, judging by the, the traffic this weekend, there are more cars on the road and officers are slowly saying, OK, it's time to come back. But a lot of these people will also not come back to work, which will also affect the commercial real estate uh, scene as well and demand for properties in the uh, CBDs of the capital cities. Well, our thanks to uh, Jason Dacey. Uh, interesting times ahead. And, of course, we'll be touching base with you in the future about that uh, the property mm. uh, market in Australia. That's a great topic all on its own. But thanks for being with us today, Jason. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.